welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and the proverbial metaphorical abyss, whatever uh, that may prove to be. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, not only are we in person, but we're sitting in our regular seats <laughs> yeah. because my children aren't having a slumber party in the back room <laughs> after we're done the podcast. <laughs> and this week on Forever Canon, we're going to kick off the third book of our second series, Fate of the Jedi, Abyss. Chapters one through four. I had to throw my head back in celebration because yeah. I barely fucking got that. <laughs> you one. got it though. Nailed it. It's a wild ride and being you here. You know what? The intros have been just getting the whole idea of the structure in the first place is that there is one and it helps us start into a solid flow. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> Uh, even though despite this being i don't know episode 84 or something yeah i never remember the structure of the on-ramp and thus <laughs> we are blasting in space at 95 kilometers an hour kilometers that's right uh because i can't i don't ever remember the structure there's a there's a line in um in the tv series the flash and one of the guys says this is make the plan execute the plan expect the plan to go astray throw away the plan yeah. <laughs> that's pretty solid <laughs> that works and speaking of throwing away the plan this is also the first week that we didn't sound check so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time we do it we're like this is useless why do we do this every time it sounds exactly anyway and there goes our structure and there <laughs> goes the structure this week chapters one through four of fate of the jedi book three abyss and hopefully it sounds right it is so hard to say that right after especially like for the first episode of a new book mm -hmm. i've been saying fate of the jedi book two omen for a month and a half yep <laughs> and i got it right so suck it <laughs> <laughs> last week first but bum, bum, bum. previously on forever canon we talked about book two omen in its entirety last week and how it was a sweet two-thirds and then a steep, maybe not steep, a, a, a very low inclination, disappointing roller coaster ride to the finish. <laughs> <laughs> Just a slow dribble down the track. It's like that last hill of a roller coaster and then they just decide to... Yeah, it's like... It's <laughs> like an elevator about, ride. We got to slow them down before we pump the brakes on so we don't break any necks. Yeah. That's, that's what... That was that was last week. Mm-hmm. This week, we start with chapter one in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant where Han and Leia have been called to the temple's basement asylum to help figure out what's wrong with our collection of crazy Jedi. Tim, tell me what's wrong with the Jedi. Recap it for us. Well, there's... I want you to do it because yeah. I've read the books yeah. and I don't want to say anything we don't know yet. <laughs> well, as far as what's been written so far, they are seeing imposters. Everyone is an imposter. It's a fake of who they of who they look like even though they're not yeah some, all of these, the, some of the jedi are going crazy and calling them not and, and this saying person. everybody else has been body snatched <laughs> yeah and then they're getting violent two of them have been captured by the jedi two of them have been captured by the galactic alliance and they think maybe jason implanted something in them to make them go nuts that was our favorite theory that luke skywalker had last book is did jason flow walk into the past and make all these people crazy and give them special powers that they've never had before that's what's going on. They're going crazy, and they've caught two of them and kept them now in the basement of the Jedi Temple. Han and Leia are here to help. And these uh, patients, I guess you call them, mm -hmm. Seth Helen and Natua Wan, are the two in the Jedi uh, Temple basement. I guess we should also mention the Horn siblings, G Gisela and Valen, are frozen in carbonite in Galactic Alliance custody. Yeah. So these guys over here... Are in a nice hotel. Yeah. One is trying to fix them. One is just imprisoning them <laughs> forever. Yes. And you know what? There's a difference in the way you execute your justice system. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Look into it. They seem to be doing a little bit better 
in the Jedi Temple basement. Now that they've spent some time having been cut off from the Force, because, you know, the Jedi basement is full of the East Salamiri. Tim, explain. Yes. The the Force dampening That works lizards? so much better when you're not on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So you see me point yeah. at you. Good. The, they're lizards, right? Yes. Yeah, the Force dampening lizards that the Yuuzhan Vong used yes. against the Jedi. Yes. They're Which was crazy. like natural lizards native to whatever the fuck planet. Yeah. I'm sure someone will be mad that I don't know it. And um, they naturally suppress the force in, yeah. a, in a certain radius around them. As a as a defensive mechanism from, like, it's natural to them. Yeah. Whatever the hell is going on on their planet. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have this special adaptation. They, they have force-sensitive uh, predators on their planet. Yeah, I guess, right? And they probably use it for, like, their, their hunting pack tactics. Mm-hmm. And if you disrupt that... It's easier to get away, a little chameleon thing that I think that they are. <laughs> yeah. I, or it's probably more like a salamander. Yeah, I'm picturing more salamander Like a bigger... It's more e-salamary. Yes, See? yes. There you go. <laughs> so, being severed from the Force might be helping these crazy pants settle down. Han and Leia are here to find out. But first, let's have a quick stop and chat on the way through the cells of crazy Jedi. Mm-hmm. And talk with Raynar Thull and convince him that he's ready to leave the basement, even though he's been here for seven years. He's been here recovering. a long time. Uh, convince him to leave in five words or less. Tim, who is Raynar Thull? Explain. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is new to our this structure. Is, this is fun. Uh, pfft, he was part of the kill it thing, wasn't he? Yeah. Raynar... He was like the, like the dark, the dark nest um, part of the Gorog. Thing. That's right. He was, and this is, I haven't looked any of this up, but I'm not on the spot. I've been thinking about it all this since I yeah. wrote the notes. Um, he was a Jedi mm-hmm. who got brainwashed by the dark force using Killick Nest. And then he like amplified the powers or consolidated the powers or organized the powers of this dark force that was running through the certain bug colony. And so then he became like the king of it. Or whatever. Yeah, he became the, uh, Unuthal. The uh, the joiner king. Yep. And uh, he turned into a dark Jedi. And he was gone, lost to the dark side. And then he got captured. And they broke all the bugs apart. Exterminated that nest, allegedly. And captured him in the basement for seven years. And I guess he's cool now. And so he can leave. And Leia's just like, oh. If only we could have done that for Jason. Yeah. If only we could have captured him and deprogrammed him and having him had him live in the basement of the Jedi temple for however many years it takes for him to feel better. But she says, uh, quote, he was too dangerous to be left alive. Yeah. Was he though? Uh, he was controlling it, galactic powers. Yeah. Yeah. I won't, I will, I will argue both sides. Okay. He was the single most powerful human being Jedi in the universe. He was the president of the most powerful government body in the universe. Two good arguments for him being very powerful. He had his own secret army, but they were all turning against him. He was losing all of his galactic uh, political power as it was anyways, because his political, uh, I don't know, what do you call that? Uh, uh, friends, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? coalition. Yeah, that Whatever. was all. That was all falling apart. All of the uh, secret deals that he had made, and yep. the force power thing not falling apart, getting stronger, getting crazier. So those are like three good arguments for. Now my argument against would be there's thousands of Jedi. Mm-hmm. You can capture a guy. Hey, you know what? Luke and Ben almost did it by themselves. Yeah, it, there were a lot of times where if they would have stopped sending one person at a time, <laughs> it, it, it would have probably would have worked out. Like a fucking kung fu movie. Yeah. Hey, there's a whole ring of you. Get on them. <laughs> yeah. A couple of you are gonna get kicked in the face, and it's gonna suck. But you'll catch them. Yeah. And then, and then, so you know, she at least does the thing that we were complaining hasn't been happening enough in the first two books, or at least that I've been complaining. I always lump you into my complaints, but. Talking about Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there hasn't been enough of people reflecting on 
the end of Jason Solo. Like, what a major turning point in the metafiction of like of just how well these Star Wars books were doing, and he was the star of them and stuff like that. And also in the narrative fiction of him being the most powerful man in the universe yeah. and the fucking president of the galaxy, pretty much, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And right? it's not like it's been ten years; it's been two. It's been two years, and so no, and then to again step out into the meta, it's been. X number of months since the last book series when mm-hmm. these books are coming out. So probably the same sort of time frame. Within two years, these first three books. And what, you know, the characters, I, we I thought, should have just been reflecting a little bit more on the end of Jason Solo and like, what did we do wrong? Yeah. Not Luke is going on this journey to figure out what happened, what, what uh, esoterically went wrong with Jason. Instead of having this inward journey of like, what did I do wrong? Where I was, I had a horrible relationship with my nephew for, I don't know, half a decade. And then I failed to notice that he was brainwashing my son. And then then he turned to the dark side and then he tortured my kid and then he murdered my wife. I wonder what I could have done differently. And nobody ever again that I can remember talked about Nalani. She was just gone. Yeah. She was just dead. Yeah, that that, that no name bitch got, like, her, got her fucking like head cut off. She, she didn't. Cared. She didn't show up to work one day, and Luke Skywalker, her boss, wasn't like, "Where is she?" Yeah, well, I mean, that's a little <laughs> different for Jedi, right? Where it's like they go rogue every once in a while on a mission, or things happen. But in even in the bigger picture, she doesn't just she just doesn't get brought up uh, over uh, at all. Yeah, like it doesn't get brought up that <laughs> Jason killed a Jedi. Yeah, I think he wrote it in his report. Yeah, this person killed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She died it on was, this asteroid. It was like it was sheer debris. It must have been. Yeah, body unrecoverable. But you know, he couldn't possibly have been saved. He was too dangerous <laughs> to be left alive. I don't know. You did you try? You didn't. I didn't really try. Anyways, they make their way past Natua Wan Sella Cell Sella. Not to Awana Sella. <laughs> and she is scratching the shit out of the walls and trying to pick the lock with her fingernails. Bleed and yeah. Ugh. Gross. Psychotic episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seth's been punching the wall. He's, his knuckles and hands are all bleeding too. Yes. They mentioned that. But when they get down to his cell, this is the reason why they're here to distract him long enough so Techly can get a long-distance encephalogram radar dish pointed at his fucking head <laughs> yeah. to see if he's actually feeling better or not. Because, now, let me be clear, we're not convinced that he's better. Yes. So, Han and Leia, the experts, medical experts, obviously, who were called in to satisfy this specific job, do everything wrong well they're just there to distract him yeah well how about this of sort of any sort of prisoner protocol hey last time this guy was free to move around he was attacking jedi so let's go into his cell immediately cross the room towards him where he's cross-legged facing the corner (laughs) and start shaking hands with him yeah cool they both walk right over to this dangerous prisoner and shake his hands. Having a fake argument, trying to distract him while Techly gets out her little fucking radar dish thing. And wouldn't you know it, Leia decides to stick her hand on his shoulder and he fucks her up. Yep. Because he's not better. Surprise. Yeah. He was faking it. Surprise. He's still dangerous and violent and uh, out of his mind. Mm-hmm. So... Let's walk in and touch them. Let's walk in to 70-ish year old people. I'm rounding their average age. And let's get within arm's reach of a dangerous, violent psychopath. In a bubble of force emptiness. Where you're just a regular lady now. Yep. And you're always a regular dude. <laughs> and Techly's in there. It's small. Um, she's still she's in the doorway. Yeah. That they, they're both regular as well now. So turns out they are all complete idiots because what the hell 
Listen, man. I've seen enough episodes of House. Okay? Back in the day. That was like the only hospital show I ever watched. To know that you always keep the dangerous patients restrained. Yeah. Even when you're kind of sure they might be better. Yeah. and But like they're literally going in there to check. Yeah. Mm, we're going to make sure. We're not sure. What the fuck are you doing? You make him unconscious. You grab one of those lizards, put it on his chest, <laughs> right. strap him to a gurney, and actually attach the little electrodes to his brain well, and see I, what happens. I think it was like, I don't know what. They didn't really explain the point of why Han and Leia needed to be involved in the first place. Because they're good con artists, that's why. Oh, because they knew Saf Helen. They knew him and, and they could fake it. And they, they wanted, I guess, to have the fake argument about the place that they were all at together in the Millennium Falcon book, which, by the way... Was another pet expo. They were at another circus. Yes. So, cool. <laughs> Glad we skipped that one. <laughs> but, turns out he's not fine. Okay. He gets Leia in a fucking arm lock. Things get crazy. Don't forget, he's dangerous and delusional, but they forget. And, they immediately regret their decision when, well, now he's got to be tranquilizer darted and we can't get the... The medical scanning that we wanted. Yeah. Leia throws a stun stick at him. But seriously, how stupid are you? Yeah, it was pretty dumb. You shook his hand? Like, you immediately go get within his arm's reach? I guess, is that part of it? Like, you're trying to tempt him? Like, let's see. We got to give him the chance to attack us or something. Like, I don't know. And if they thought he was better, then why wouldn't they just... Okay, she can do this thing long distance, just walk me in the, hey, we're going to give you a scan, you stay over there. Yeah, yeah. Scan. Maybe because then he'd be able to fake the brainwaves or something? Because he's the one who can do the brainwave thing? Well, not in the fucking Not, Not in the force, the no, the no force bubble. None of this, I don't know. This fucking... <laughs> it's falling apart. Flimsy. It was, it, it was, it was an exciting segment. But. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty cool scene. But as soon as they walked all the way across the room over to him, I was like, okay, have they never... Seen Silence of the Lambs. You put a muffle, a, mu- a muffle. You put a muzzle on him. You strap him to a gir- uh, to a fucking. <laughs> what do you call that? Like like a dolly. Yes, to a dolly. Strap him to a dolly, and you wheel him around standing up, and then you distract him and talk to him all you want. When he can't move or touch you or break your wife's fucking arm. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter two. <laughs> Aboard the Jade Shadow, where Luke and Ben are staring down the twin black holes and their fiery accretion disks, making them appear like Sauron's eyes in the space skies. Mm-hmm. And Ben says he even feels like they're being watched. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Kessel, where's Kessel? Is it near the maw? Yeah, it's on the other side. It's, it's not inside the maw, no, obviously, no. because that would be mental. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> he feels like he's being watched. And uh, the reason why I mentioned Kessel is because we flash back to the first book, and Alon is out there, Moon, bouncing around with yeah. the droids, and she hears a voice in her head. Yeah. Well, now it feels like you're being watched by two fire-ringed black holes. And don't forget, we're here to find a species called the Mind Drinkers. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. So, I mean, Luke asks the obvious question. Hey, Ben. Remember, this is the obvious question. Hey, Ben. Do you remember anything weird from that time we hit all the Jedi kids in the Maw at a place called Shelter back during the Yuzhan Vong War when you were two years old? (laughs) The obvious question. Hey, do you remember specific things from being two? And Ben says, uh, no, dad, strange, unprompted question, though. Let me just meditate, quotation marks, because I got a question about that, back to when I was two years old, so I can tell you about the time that you and mom left me at shelter and I felt a dark, needy tentacle reach into my heart, and then you can immediately disregard what I just told you as (laughs) simply child's fear. Yeah. I was mad when I was reading that. How? Come on, man. Luke Skywalker is not dense. 
No. Or is it supposed to be he's just blinded He because it's his own son? And he goes on and on over the next chapter about Ben needs to face his fears and all this kind mm-hmm. of jazz. So maybe he just already had this idea implanted in his head. But what the fuck? You ask your child, first of all, for a specific answer from a memory of being two years old. Mm-hmm. How dumb are you? Okay. They're magic. So he manages to get you an answer <laughs> yeah. by meditating. Again, coming back to that. Yeah. And then you say, that answer is bullshit because you're a chicken. Yeah, yeah. You were, you were afraid <laughs> and... What the fuck? It's some... I can sense that you're scared about what you're telling me about. Yeah. And Ben's even like, of course, because I was too. Yeah. I think it's that he's still afraid of it. But, but you just disregard this info just yeah. offhand? Hey, what do you remember? Yeah, no, that's wrong. So. Just flip it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Oh, obviously that's wrong. So uh, stop being scared of everything. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I just, I can't believe that. I hate, I hate that. Do not write Luke Skywalker as close-minded just because he's with his teenage son. Mm-hmm. And again, to reflect on people who don't think enough about all the things that went wrong in the last book series. This guy. Yeah. Being so (laughs) closed minded to the threat that they are approaching that his son is allegedly recounting having an experience with before he's being so dense as to disregard that having just lost his wife two years ago from disregarding an obvious threat that he had been essentially warned about. Yeah. Cause there was a couple of, of altercations between Mara and Jason that Mara told him about before she went to go get him, which she didn't tell him about. So why are you, how are you possibly making this? And in this specific example, this flippant mistake, like, yeah, this, it reminds me of like he, God. in the last book where I don't want to learn flow walking thing. The, why the, the disregard of, information yeah just the lack of appreciation for knowledge yeah. that you should absolutely have as the grandmaster of the jedi order exiled or not and even with ben here even if that information that you're getting is wrong it should be acknowledged filed away and looked into to prove that it's wrong yeah not just dismissed yeah. by the way way to treat your kid also yeah okay that happens from time to time at younger ages, especially more. Yeah, not because at... your kids complain about shit that isn't real all the time. Yeah, he's sixteen. This sixteen-year-old just meditated back to a past memory and gave you specific answers and information, and you're like, fingers, bro, middle. <laughs> now, yeah, I meditate in quotation marks because how is this not flow walking? He meditates. Back into... Okay, there are subtle differences. He is not... I'm going to explain what happens. And then say what doesn't happen. (laughs) Okay. He transports his mind back into his two-year-old body, which then sort of reshapes his mind, right? Because he talks about losing the weight of of being a teenager and the expectations of responsibility and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He regresses his brain back to this memory of being two years old. When his parents' taillights take off down the space street and he's standing holding a weirdo's hand who's feeling anxious. Yeah. And then he feels sad and scared and is open to the force. And then he says, I feel a wiggly, needy tentacle wriggle inside me and say, I'll be your new mom and I'll never leave you alone. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever specific goddamn things that he told his dad. And then he comes like startlingly back into the present. Is that meditation? Because I've never heard of any other Jedi say they do shit like that in a meditation. Is that Ben's new meditation because he's so inherently attuned to flow walking because of his experience with Jason. And maybe it's just mm, like a natural a latent ability. And then now that he's learned the specific ability, now his meditation has mutated 
into being able to throw his memory 14 years into the past to a time that you don't actually have recallable memories of yeah being two years old right that's how how much is it meditation and how much is it flow walking yeah seems like a combination of the two because i know normal jedi meditation it's like trying to get a glimpse or some sort of hint as to the future or to what your next decision should be and you're normally like a classic fantasy elf aware of your surroundings the whole time that you're meditating as a jedi but this is not that he comes startlingly back into reality but here's where it's not like flow walking um when you go flow walking um you are a separate entity yeah you're outside you're like a of ghost yeah. self you don't return to your younger body you are the aged whatever age you are version of yourself just brought back in a ghost version that other people can see mm-hmm. and i think that's like about all we know about it <laughs> yeah i and yeah i think it it could have something to do with one where they are all the weird gravitational stuff yeah. and the feeling that he's got. And, and having just left, sorry to interrupt, I didn't mean to interrupt. No. Um, having just left timey whiny space. Yeah. Too. And, and, that, and just learning the flow walk thing. Yeah. Now, it, how cool would that be though? And this is us just making shit up. Yeah. But how cool would it be if learning one force power augmented your lower level force powers like meditation and Jedi calming? That'd be cool. That's neat. Well, I know this is not just a regular meditation. No, maybe that's an unknown clue as to why Luke so flippantly dismisses Ben's uh, recollection of his of the past because he shouldn't be able to do it with that much accuracy or whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but it seemed like a lot of details to just be like, "Fuck your tentacle monster, yeah. you coward!" And that that whole augmentation of your previous force power things. Um, I know that healers, like I'm pretty sure Silgal can do it. Right. When she goes into her healing trance when she's hurt, yeah. she has such a better idea of anatomy and stuff like that that she actually heals a little better. So maybe it's like, maybe it is something like that. Where he is just, he has this weird, I hope that crack of your shoulder got caught on the microphone. I really hope so. I almost, I almost simultaneously called the microphone a camera and a microwave. In the same <laughs> word. I don't know how that could have possibly worked. <laughs> but that would be pretty amazing if we just come to find out, like, Ben's special attunement to the Force. Like, some people are better at telekinesis. Some people are better at healing, like mm-hmm. Sildal. His is... Time? More time management oh. skills. <laughs> <laughs> He's got better time management. I made it really uncool with those last two words, but... <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, that was a neat idea that I didn't have written down anywhere in here. Yeah. Um, I do have another question, though, besides why does Luke disregard this info, Mm -hmm. and was that really just meditation? What was that tentacle? And we'll, uh, turns out, ask that question more as we read (laughs) through the next few chapters. Yeah. Bonus question. If this is how you can meditate, do you need flow walking? Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because you can, you can <laughs> because you can only go back to your own memories right yeah but with the flow walking thing jason was like i'm gonna go back and watch darth vader kill younglings or whatever he yeah did, even though i wasn't there you can go back to a time in that specific space oh god <laughs> so maybe so maybe it is more like this new this new flow walking tree branch that he unlocked has has empowered his other skills in different ways. Where what if like he can force push people through time now? That's neat. Just a, a couple seconds back. Either way, forward. either way. Uh, at this point in my notes, I wrote in all capital letters, "I'm getting mad, Tim," <laughs> but I'm not mad right now because yeah. we talked about other cool things. Yeah. In between Luke Skywalker takes the edge being off. a fucking cunt. His kid was traumatized. Slash terrified of the force for years. Yeah, that that's what caused him to cut himself off from the force. Yep. But it was definitely just his stupid child emotions mm-hmm. and not anything real. Even though he's here at the Maw, Luke Skywalker, in the present, 
getting strange feelings of being watched too. Mm-hmm. This fucking nonsense that he disregards that. I'm done being, being mad about it because we had cooler ideas about Ben's cool powers. So I'm not mad anymore. But Luke was pissing me off mm-hmm. instantly at the beginning of this book. I don't want him written densely. Yeah. I like it good. <laughs> and so even though he feels these things, he disregards his son. And then knowing that Ben is currently scared, tells him it's his job to fly in between the two black holes that are of course on fire as the edge of a black hole is because everything is exploding and condensing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I am not a physicist. Yeah, all I know is that the gravity is so strong that light can't escape, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. I know that. And actually, it's funny. They posit an interesting idea about that in this segment when they're worried about maybe crossing an event horizon. Luke says something to the effect of, maybe it's really bright in there. Just because light can't escape it doesn't mean light can't exist inside of it. Yeah. It could be the brightest death of your life. <laughs> Instead of cold darkness, you know what I mean? Yeah. It could be a homecoming to heaven or something like that. Uh, he doesn't say that. That was no. my words. Ben says, oh, how am I supposed to do that, Dad? How am I supposed to fly between two black holes? I don't have any sensors. And then he goes, oh, the force. Got it. <laughs> Again, a moment where I'm reading Ben going, well, how am I supposed to? And I go, oh, my fucking God. Like, head back, rolled my eyes. And I'm like, I don't like that. And that part... Again, like, dense. Yeah. Just... But that part I was kind of... Thick for no reason. I was kind of okay with. I know. Because he's he's flying it's the ship justified. used to relying on the sensors that, it, that he has available. He's not used to being a Jedi Force Sense pilot. He's really rattled from the tentacle memory. He's scared about being in this weird place to begin with. And, and, and the responsibility is being thrust upon his him. dad. All of a sudden, okay, you got the control. It's not like he was like, come on, dad, let me do it. I can do it. Dad, come on, let me do it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. But still dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It should be, it should be almost like, okay, I can't see anything. I should autom- it should be an automatic go into my extrasensory abilities. But maybe it's I guess just like it yeah. <laughs> but maybe having him say that is more uh, a big uh, a big signpost because what happens when he opens himself up to the force to guide between the black holes is that tentacle mm-hmm. wiggles right back inside his presence or whatever, right? And instead of recoiling from it because he's afraid he grabs onto it like a snake rodeo yeah and it pulls him through the overlapping or not overlapping the narrowly overlapping accretion discs of these two black holes into the minuscule safe space in between the the quiet zone i I was picturing a child in a snowsuit holding onto a dog's leash Yes, that's much better than that's much more earthly than the way I visualize the, the it. snake rodeo. I, <laughs> what, 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 you never, what, what, you never seen a fucking snake rodeo on ESPN 8 at two o'clock in the morning, straight after darts. Oh, welcome back, man. Welcome, welcome back to uh I gotta take a second to breathe here. This is just we are wacky because we haven't been in person a lot lately. Yeah, and also it's late, and we're wacky, and we're also two days late. <laughs> yeah, but nobody from the future is gonna know that. You're only gonna know that if you download it this week. Otherwise, I always just schedule it to say it's up on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, Trick. and then if yeah, if you if you listen to it, and, and if you've been waiting for it for two days, you know. Yeah, sorry, and yes. Apologies to you, true fan. <laughs> Any fans from the future? Pff, you should have been here. So Ben opens up, the tentacle comes back in, he grabs a hold of it. And all of this, by the way, just after um, a section where Ben and Troy remind us of the Killicks. And again, we talked about it with Raynar Thull. Mm-hmm. We're going to remind us of that again for 
foreshadowing reasons. Yep. I'm sure. Right. And also talk about how remember when the Killix thing was going on and Ben got big bug brainwashed? Yeah, he was when five. He was five years old. <laughs> and then he got saved by Jason, eh? Mm-hmm. How about that? But he couldn't possibly be redeemed. <laughs> I I don't know. What if I don't know. What if? I gotta stop that. <laughs> I just want him back, man. Okay, maybe especially too, because I was disappointed with the endings of the first two books of this series. I'm like, would have been better if probably if Jason was there <laughs> or Jaina. Even I definitely said for both of those. Yeah, but okay. Back to the now. It's not the Yuzhan Vong War. Nobody is in the Gorog Nest. It's been eradicated and yeah. destroyed. But this feels similar. This has the joiner feel to it in the force. Yeah, they do say at some point that it feels like a hive mind, something going on yeah. up there. And that's what gets them talking about. Yeah, you're right. That's what gets them talking about it in the first place. Good point. I forgot about the hive mind part. But back to the now. The tentacle is trying to escape Ben's grasp. He holds on via the force. And that leads him in the shadow into, not through, into... The narrow space between the two black holes before it slips away from Ben's grasp. Yeah. And so it guided him into the narrow, the tightrope, right? Yeah. And then now you walk it on your own. Good luck. I got away. Yeah. It's like as soon as he, because he stopped feeling with the force for a second to look down at all his display and stuff. As soon as he went back to reach for it, um, it was gone. Because Luke was like. Because his father fucking distracted him. Well, his dad was like, hey, 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 the, the whole alarm's going off. Hey, it's getting a little hot. Hey, 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 hey. And Ben's like literally said to him, hey, you want to shut the fuck? Okay. He didn't literally yeah. Say this. He's like, I got this. Leave me alone. But okay. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Better approximation. Yeah. He says, he says that. Can you leave me alone? Nicer. I'm trying to concentrate on the force, dad. Uh, yeah. And. Grandmaster Luke Skywalker is heckling somebody in the middle of flying between two black holes. Like when when Ben did thick, look down, man, thick. When Ben did look down, he was worried that he was melting the ship. Yeah, he, so. was, he was slightly concerned, but I mean, yeah, I guess. Hey, eh? that tentacle is just moving too fast. Yeah, maybe it was moving so fast that it was pulling the ship past its maximum even speed. Well, he was. I know he was. It like the atmosphere or well let's talk of? about this because this is my next note it's thick is that all of this shit is cool absolutely space talk science talk cool black holes cool you know they talk about how they get into the space between the two accretion discs and the reason why the jade shadow is heating up so much is just friction yeah because of all of the vaporized molecules that now reside in this space like super are like a dense. dark, no, they don't call it dark matter, cool matter or something. They call it yeah. something matter, but something. not dark matter. I think it is cool matter. Yeah. <laughs> cool spot. Yeah. That, seven up game. That was a good game. I haven't played that so much. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking lubed, bro. Um, so yeah, they talk all kinds of cool science talk and like about the black holes and about how the light, the thing that we talked mm-hmm. about before, how like light can't escape it. Maybe and it just stays in there forever. A weird relativity thing too that if we actually fell into the black hole, it could right. be an eternity. No, 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 yeah, yeah. We would never know that we died because we would be experiencing that moment for eter- relative eternity. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Tim. Yeah. I want to go in a black hole, dude, when it's time to die. Live forever. Exactly. In a state of panic because you're going to die. No, but... because you were going to die. Anyways, you're old. It's the end. If you understand the relativity of it, you just... You just say, I had, let's say, especially in this era of technology, in space, where you have a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you have the technology of a watch that tells you, oh, shit. 24 hours. <laughs> My time's up. All right, let's go. We're going to hop in this ship and live for fucking ever instead. On a ship doing nothing. Yeah. Going crazy in quarantine for 74 fucking days <laughs> or whatever it's been. But way better choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's the problem is you don't know 
what's after. You can't. Don't listen. Listen, kids. Don't trust anybody who tells you they know what happens after you die. Here's why. They've never died. You can't know until you do it. And so you'll be losing out on that discovery if there is one to be made. Mm-hmm. But you won't because eventually you will stretch so spaghetti thin that your molecules do would just, whatever they do. Would poof and you become cool matter. Okay. We don't know. This is all very cool matter. <laughs> yeah. Space cool. Black holes cool. Matters. It's cool and it all matters. Cool. But now it's time to get weird. As they're heading through the space. <laughs> I did not even say that ironically. <laughs> because as they're moving through the space between these accretion disks, Aduros, blue-skinned, red-eyed, red-giant-eyed, floating in space without a helmet, fires a shoulder-mounted missile at the Jade Shadow, and scratches Daddy's baby. Yeah, actually, Mommy's baby. actually hits him, causes some damage. Scratches daddy's mommy's baby. Causes a lot of damage. And Luke has to go to the back to get things sorted out. As apparently everybody's a goddamn astrophysics mechanic. Yeah. If you are just simply a pilot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is he going back there booping droids on the nose and getting shit fired up or something? Yes. Like I know, right? He goes Those back guys, there and he's like, boop. Those guys yeah, I'm fixing best. it. Those guys were the best. Those pit droids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lean they, into that. Less Gungan, more Petra. Yeah. They recognize that Duros too. They call yes. it. They say by name. He is a Jedi who went missing a year ago, and his name is Qualo Mode. Let's talk about that name for a moment because we don't get a lot of new names lately. No, it's all right. Mm. I don't like saying Qualo out loud. I liked writing Q W A L L O. Yes, that is visually satisfying. Saying it, not the same. What about, what about if, like, if it's like Quelo? You better with Quelo? Quelo mode. Oh, let's talk about that name. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's now a different name. <laughs> yeah. Quelo mode is like, it sounds like... Edna. I don't know. It sounds like... Oh, I don't know. It sounds like some like some famous, like a three-part name. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Sounds like, like CeeLo Green. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> DJ Smith as a, as a former assistant coach of the Maple Leafs. Now, now head coach of. The, anyways, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, a ba 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 is a really good rhythm to have for names. So Quelo mode, it's better than Qualo mode. It's better than Qualo. Where's Zach? I I was gonna say, <laughs> are we gonna run into Zach now too? I was immediately as soon as they're like, oh, there's a fucking guy. Floating through space out there, I was like, come on, Zach. Nope, we don't know where he is. But further into the space between black holes, we find a mess of abandoned derelict ships floating about and a space station, which is a long cylinder with two spheres on either end of it, which is oddly reminiscent of Centerpoint. Mm-hmm. Just smaller. Ben and Luke note. Which, of course, was made by Unknown Hands. So, I'm excited for this payoff if we do get to finally uncover this mystery. If this ends up like the last book, where they're like, hey, 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 we're going to do all this cool shit, man. Secret artifacts and alien technology. And then at the end, it's like, nothing. (laughs) I have no answers. I know nothing. Alien technology. Okay, bye. I'm not going to study it anymore. Gotta go. Yeah. Thumbs up and fucking salute to the hills and good... We'll just make a mental note of this. We'll come back when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So, we better get the fucking payoff for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> this was all exciting, good for me, all this whole bit. And it was. It was really, really cool, man, because Centerpoint was awesome. Yeah. Centerpoint was, they recap for us, one of the most dangerous weapons in the galaxy at one point. So, what should we do with this? Ben and Luke are asking each other. Ben wants to nuke it. Teenagers. Mm-hmm. Luke says to dock it. Yeah, I don't... This part I didn't like, because Ben brought along a beradium missile, apparently. Well, who told him to? And Han told him to. Uncle said you Han. should always have one. Now, think about this, though. Who else would have said that? Yeah, his mom would have. His mom, mom. mom would have. Absolutely, Mara Jade would have secretly packed 
a nuclear missile into the Jade Shadow and not told Luke. Yeah, and Luke's and not happy about like, it. No, but I like I actually like that because it was like him being the spy side of his family, right? Yeah. Like, like, or the, or the, the gunslinger fucking cool guy side, the cool matters. Yeah. It, I liked, I liked that he brought it and I liked that he was prepared. I didn't like that. Well, your uncle Han's not a Jedi. Yeah. Well, Shut he up. seems to be called in on every important yeah. possible he, meeting. He's he saved he your life a one, million times. He man. was the one who convinced Dalla in the last book to let it go, bro. You got to, they got to, he, he yeah, he broke out his math skills. Yeah. Two plus two. About the limit of it, I bet. <laughs> I'm sure. The Wookiee was the brains of the operation. <laughs> but, okay, so... This stop on retracing Jason's five-year odyssey is starting out pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite Luke's initial density. I don't know, I keep saying that word. But... It goes with the black holes. Oh, snap. I didn't even realize I was being scientific up in this B. <laughs> Chapter three. <laughs> Luke and Ben land inside mini center point and begin exploring the abandoned ships and dust filled bays, the creepily lit hallways and some Killick esque membrane tech, not to mention their skeletons and dismembered bodies floating strewn in certain segments in, of the, uh, the different ships in station. disrepair and parts and just technology. A lot of things seemingly left and yeah. abandoned in a hurry like luke points out every ship has like repair materials around it and half of them don't even have their landing bay closed like their boarding ramp closed i mean yeah they're just abandoned covered in dust with their band I fucking can't talk yeah boarding ramps <laughs> and it it's almost like they were in the middle of repairs and either had to peace out quick or got attacked or got taken out quick yeah. one or the other so it's creepy in here, and that's good. Yeah. And the connection that Luke draws between the Killicks is that he remembers back in the what the Killick War? I don't know what the hell you call it. Killick Crisis. The Killick Crisis. That's what they call it. Yeah. Fucking nailed it, dude. That's why you're here in person. <laughs> I'm on the ball tonight. Yeah, I'm, are, I'm, I'm hot, doing all right. Hot fire today. Um, <laughs> you haven't nodded at the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we talked about that last week. Um, I caught myself doing it once and I was like, you? nope. That's great. That's nope, so funny. Um, back to the point. Yeah. Uh, the connection that Luke draws between the Killicks and the this station that they're on is that back during the Killick crisis, the Killicks claimed to have built or helped build, I should say, not built themselves. They claimed they helped build Centerpoint. And so here you are on this mini Centerpoint. With a bunch of these ancient bugs. Yeah. And their corpses. And some of their technology. Like this weird like, mem uh, like mucus door? membrane doorway. Yeah. That Luke jams his body through and stretches halfway down a cavern until he gets to ride the banister all the way down to the bottom. Because <laughs> always got to have some kind of rail coaster. In our Star Wars. Aaron, Troy. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I think it's just mostly them. I don't, I, I, I don't think Christy uh, Golden or Karen Not yet. She, she's got time. Did too many of those. I don't remember. I don't remember the rail specifically. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Travis, def Karen Travis definitely had some caverns seems, and it rails. It seems to come up a lot. Or maybe because we spent a lot of time at Centerpoint. Or maybe everywhere we go is Centerpoint. Like. The mining rails and carts in Lumaya's asteroid is built by the Killicks. It's all built by Killicks. It's Killix. all coming together, man. <laughs> no, that's stupid. Yeah. But seriously, that's why the Killicks shit is here in the mini center point. Mm -hmm. Because blah, 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 same technology. Luke slides down a ca cavern-like banister, banister mm -hmm. and all along the way, Luke is acknowledging all along the way through this station... Luke is acknowledging yes, the dark tentacle presence, but he still wants Ben to face his fear and says nothing about his flippant dismissal of Ben's assertion that the tentacle is a real thing. Grandmaster of the Jedi, 
Doesn't apologize when he's wrong, apparently. Even though he's wrong enough to get a lot of people killed all the time in his family. It's a lot. I don't know. I've never had my dad or my boss ever apologize to me. So if when it's one and the same. I apologize all the time because I'm wrong all the time. And you want to know why I apologize all the time? Because when I'm right, I am not fucking apologizing. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how you can tell the difference. Yeah. (laughs) When I'm right, yeah, I'm not going to say sorry. I might say sorry, but I'm right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm right. <laughs> it's a little different. But... <laughs> so he doesn't apologize to his son, and they uh, move on. Shouldn't have doubted his two-year-old tentacle feeling, but uh, I guess that's fine. Eventually, Luke finds himself in a control room full of tallish cabinets. That, to me, for almost no reason, given through the text... To me, these tall cabinets that he was describing, he was walking by them and like um, electronic readouts would be popping up on them and stuff like that. In weird language. Yeah. It reminded me of book one, Han and Leia's underground utopia with all the tall seeming data bank electronic things. The little with the wispy data wispies. Yeah. Hmm. It reminded me just of that similar structure. I don't know if it is or isn't, but it would be nice if it was because it would at least give some fucking meaning yeah. to that first part. There's a, a weird line in there. And it would, sorry, I, I was just yeah, really no. quick. It would also make sense as to why the tentacle's eyes would be pointed over there if it's got some of that technology over on Castle 2. Yes. And like why it was it's looking over there when, all Alana its was, uh, when it reached out to Alana. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, what were you going to say? Um, there's a weird line in here when he's looking at all this stuff and all this like language. And one, he says that he doubts if even 3PO could translate it. It's that old looking. Yeah, for sure. And another thing is he doesn't understand what it's saying and he doesn't think he wants to know. Yeah, well, because of That's what... terrifying. <laughs> well, once again, Luke Skywalker hates information and knowledge. <laughs> but he's saying that because... One of the cabinets that he walks by shows him a map of the entire Maw cluster mm-hmm. and a flashing red problem, which he describes as a long crack in the otherwise solid shell of black holes. It's time to talk. The Maw is a ring of black holes. It's just a, it's a really dense cluster of black holes. But according to this description from the map, which I don't think anybody would ever have no. from seemingly this level of uh, involvement, it's a it's a solid ring. It's a, it's a ring of black holes. And now here's what I'm figuring. This mini center point mm-hmm. with its assumed gravitational technology manipulation power yeah. built this cluster of rings around something it's a prison or is it a trap protecting a treasure chest you know what i mean you either build that to keep people out or to keep something in yes now which way that's gonna go (laughs) based on the feelings we're getting of this creepy dark tentacle monster being ever present within the station I'm thinking you might be more right. And especially, yeah, the dark tentacle thing, the all of a sudden Luke, the um, the Sith, they can all feel this presence coming from this area oh, of space. Fuck. Oh, fuck. And now it's I forgot crack. about that, dude. The, the, that's where ship went. Mm-hmm. This is where ship is coming. Oh my God, Tim, that's probably obvious to other people, but I did not pick up on that because I was wondering, we were wondering that last time. What was this big dark side presence that showed itself all of a sudden, all of a sudden after Luke powered himself up with a tiny metal pyramid, Mm -hmm. what was this big enough presence to draw ship away from this new collection of Sith army that he has trained to come back into the galaxy, holy shit, ship is coming to the Maw. Yeah, and so are the Sith. But Ben is here. 
And Ben knows ship. No ship. Oh, snap. <laughs> we are connecting some dots for some real sweet, hopeful yeah. foreshadowing of what this book is going to be. Um, Because there are a lot of dots there that just connected really correctly. We see. hit the same epiphany at the same moment because I'm reading this. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Oh, okay. All right. Crack. All right. Whatever. And I'm reading it and it's really cool. And then, oh, Everybody's feeling this dark side crap. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then it's time to get weird. Because Ben says, Dad, uh, problem. And Luke Skywalker leaps over to where he it is. Force leaps 20 feet. And... <laughs> and, and, and Ben finds a, quote, writhing mass of purple light, which he describes as bodies. Lots and lots of of bodies. This place is very interesting. Yeah. Chapter two and three, despite my ornery attitude about Luke's ugh, flippant dismissal of any information, you know nothing about what Jason did. Just take a note of everything. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that so bad? Yeah. Anyways, besides that, Chapter two and three coming through the black holes and into the space station. Fucking spectacular. It was amazing. Made all the more better now by this <laughs> realization yeah. that you fucking uh, held my hand across the street to. <laughs> because I forgot about that massive outpouring. I'm sure I would have remembered it if and when. I hope I would have remembered it <laughs> if and when anybody shows up. But, ooh. Ooh, that's good, man. This place is really, really cool. Whose bodies are these? What is the purple light? What is the problem with the ring of b-holes? Stands for black holes. Yeah, I got you. Not. uh, All right. Chapter four. (laughs) Barb and Yaquil are out for a garden stroll. Mm -hmm. They're BFFs. They're from the unit. They were also best friends with Valen and Gisela. Two people who went fucking crazy recently. These two are out for a stroll after Barv had been babysitting Amelia all morning. And then he and Yaquil went to uh, Tahiri's apartment to go check up on why she hasn't been answering her calls and stuff like that. Oh, I don't know why. Because at the end of the last book, she got arrested. Yeah. Um, for murdering. And I know why you went to that voice. Gilad Pelion. What? Because the, no, 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 no. the manager of the apartment she tried oh. to th- is a Toydarian. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, your Jedi tricks are no walking on me. Yeah, she tried. She tried to do the Jedi yeah. tricks, and he's like, "No, get out! I'm he's watching like, this apartment now." Yes, you sneaky Jedi. And uh, on their little garden stroll, they realize that they are being semi spied on by Han and Leia Solo. How about that? They are doing stuff. Mm-hmm. They're present. In someone else's chapter. Yeah. Hey, they're around. But Yaquil was pissed. Mostly not about the spying, more so the fact that they're imposters. Yeah, the not Han. Dun, dun, dun. Oh no, man. Another switch is flipped. And this breaks Barv's heart. Because he likes her the most out of Gisela. Valen, Natua, and Seth. You know, the kids who were in shelter together out in the mall mm-hmm. all those years ago. Is it clear enough yet? <laughs> Has it been run far enough up the fucking flagpole <laughs> yeah. that whatever is wrong with these people is coming from the mall? Yeah. Happened there. Happened in the mall. Exactly. In the past. Yeah. Know? And... I don't know. I guess Seth went crazy a while back. He went crazy long before. Were you going to say that dark side but burst it, again? It really was wasn't because the because the Millennium Falcon book only takes place like six months before this or something. Yeah. Maybe there was another giant dark side, boom, like heartbeat. Yeah. Bursting out of the maw that Luke was too far away on Coruscant to notice. And he that. wasn't holding on to a, a cool super powered pyramid thing but the lost tribe didn't need to be holding anything special to feel the dark side thing 
Did they feel the dark? They felt it. They felt it. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did, yeah. And they were like, track that ship. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe ship acted as a beacon for them or something. I don't know. Either way, um, is it clear enough yet? (laughs) All these kids who were, and I mean, kids at the time in the Maw. Yeah, they were... They weren't super During young. They were like Yuzhan 15 Vong or something. War about 10-ish years ago. Yeah. If Reynard Thole has been crazy in the basement for seven years, it's been about 10 since the Yuzhan Vong War. Yeah. And all these kids from the Ma are having imposter syndrome problem. So what other kids were there? Ben. Ben for sure. Other than that, uh, I don't know. None. They don't. I don't remember. I don't think it was a really, really big deal being pointed out. No. In the NJO, other than they sent all the kids. Ben. Yeah. Because he was main character baby. Yeah. He he was the horn kids and whatever. So, I'm sure we'll find out who else was there. Mm -hmm. Because a whole generation of Jedi might be tainted with this whatever is happening, this affliction, this sickness. That's a major threat, dude. Before, you know, we had the the maw as like the the anchor for this idea of, of figuring out what the connection is between all these people. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a regular crazy thing that was happening. Yep. And now that we know there is a, a prison of black holes around something... That is causing this problem. I am way more concerned. Yeah, and I don't think, at least not for a while, until or he at gets least where the problem came from. Actually. Until he talks to Silgoth, Luke's not going to be able to put any of that together. No, because they can't communicate out. Yeah, not from the Maw for sure. No. <laughs> so that could be bad. But back to the now. Yes. Yaquil seems to think that Barv is also tripping space balls, but he's not. Yeah, he's playing along. And so, yeah, exactly. He uses that to his advantage because he seems fine. He wants to save his friend. He doesn't want her to get caught by Galactic Alliance security and frozen in metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants her to be captured in the luxurious apartment basement asylum of the Jedi Temple. And who wouldn't want that for the friend? So he uses the fact that she thinks he's switched as well to her advantage, his advantage. And it's also worth noting... He gets a new force power. He in uses the force power he didn't realize. Yeah. And intuitively knows how to use it. Just like all the crazy people. And he kind of realizes this, but he's like, wow, I'm not crazy. His new power is, I'm going to title it force. Um, convincing force persuasion. Mm-mm, it's not that powerful. <laughs> force convincing. Yeah. It's like force. Cause lying. he's not doing like the Jedi mind trick. All he's doing is convincing people that he believes what he's saying. Yes. He's not tricking you into believing what he's saying. No, he's just... He's doing both, I think. Actually. He's I he, he's putting conviction into what he's saying so it yeah. sounds truthful. But hey, he's totally fine. Yeah. Until he sees Jaina and Jag making out. <laughs> yeah. Near the temple, near a back entrance to the temple. And... He knows they're imposters because when they notice him watching them make out, they both blush. Imposters, I tell you. (laughs) Jada Solo would never blush being caught making out with her fucking teenage boyfriend behind the goddamn school because that's what's happening right now. And I'm sick of her being a goddamn teenager. His switch is flipped. They're imposters because they blushed. Barv, down. Yaquil, down. What is this needy tentacle beast in the maw? Because if it's affecting this many people with this, like, whatever, put a tentacle inside of them, right? Yeah. Like, Ben shut it out when he was two because he disconnected from the force. Do they all got some kind of creepy, wiggly, special force power tentacle inside their brains or something? You know what it reminds me of? You just brought that. It's Guardians of the Galaxy when Ego plants all those seeds around the galaxy and then fires them up. And it seems 
like a bit of more of a slow burn, but all these people are kind of triggering on in the same vicinity of time. Like it, it's yeah. only been a few weeks. Yeah. In a relatively short period of time. Yeah. Whatever's out there must be really powerful, but no match for Han and Leia with tranquilizer guns. Mm. Pop, pop, Barv asleep, Yakil asleep. And that's two more crazy Jedi for the good guys. <laughs> Not given away to Galactic Alliance security to be frozen up. It's night night for the newly weirds. <laughs> and then look at this, man. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was really happy when I wrote down newly weirds. It only took me like a second to think of it. I like it. <laughs> the Solo family is actively taking on this mysterious problem right now. Jaina was there <laughs> Han and Leia was were following these people and then tranked them to sleep after getting beaten up by Seth so that means on both sides of the galaxy we've got Skywalker blood working on the problem man yep they're working on it from two separate ends they're gonna but, meet but in the middle. unlike last series they're working towards the same goal Figure out what the hell is wrong with these Jedi. Last series, Han and Leia fucked off to go help Corellia. <laughs> Luke stayed on Coruscant to do nothing because he didn't help the GA, really. And then Jason disappeared to the military and stuff. And Ben got sent off on a Sith quest. They were all in different places with different goals. Now they're in different places with the same goals. Skywalker <laughs> Fix things. Solving problems. But it leaves me with two questions. Who else was a kid in shelter 10 years ago in the Maw? I think that's going to be a very important question once these characters put that connection together. Yeah. Which might be really soon with having all four of these now. Seth, Natua, Barv, and Yakil, Yeah. All under one roof. Maybe you'll at least notice they're all the same age, roughly. They were all in the same thing when they were yeah. kids. Who else was a kid in the Maw? And who goes crazy next? Find out next week when we cover Date of the Jedi, Book 3, Abyss. Chapters 5 through 8. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. One of us. One of us. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.